mean, you know, you almost have to OCD yourself so you can, you know, you got it, you know? Yeah. Welcome to the More Light Podcast, a podcast exploring family life in real time. I'm your host, Ben, and with me is a really special guest, Brian Sumner. An, um, an iconic figure of my childhood, uh, a true skateboarder at heart. Uh, Brian Sumner has ridden for some of the most influential skate companies of the world, uh, including Birdhouse, Audio Footwear, Independent Trucks, Volcom Clothing, and many others that I didn't even mention. Uh, he could probably share a, a long list of, of, of those that he's been a part of. Um, as a kid, it was his surf skate style that really captivated my imagination. Um, his ability to s- skate almost anything. Uh, Brian is also a, a traveling evangelist and, um, a, and hosts his podcast called Foolishness, which I uh, highly recommend you check that out. Um, he's also written a book about marriage um, called Never Fails. And um, I, as I was talking to him here, it sounds like there's a, a new book in the works. Um, is that is that called Supernatural? Is that right? No, my friend wrote a book called Supernatural. Okay. But I'm, I'm planning on two books, the evangelism book and one on the supernatural realm. So, okay, so we'll see how God lays it out. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking for a book on evangelism. Yep. And like the supernatural realm. And that would be next. That would yeah. be the... You're, you're working yeah. on like a like a series type thing. I guess. I'm you catching. Know, the Lord comes <laughs> yeah. in and you're ready to go. So, I mean, the marriage one was necessary as our listeners will figure out with the story. But in the evangelism, it's just because, you know, the church really needs to hear. So many Christians are like, well, what am I doing? Well, the Bible's clear on what you're meant to be doing. You know, we're called to this commission mm-hmm. to go and live it out. And then the supernatural part is just that America is really being bombarded with the new age, the crystal, the Reiki, and this whole, you know, mm-hmm. spiritualist mentality that we need to understand as just even non-believers. Yeah. I, worshiping something, mm-hmm. there's entities everywhere, you know, that needs to be brought to attention, so. Yeah, yeah I think that that's really necessary, uh, that's really necessary material for you to be working through. I have come across so many people who, you know, even if you're in conversation, would say, I am being haunted, um, you know, uh, I, I remember I've been in a situation like that where um, she was living there and I was moving in and she was moving out and she said, you know, there are, there are ghosts who like, live in here. Um, and, you know, it was, it was interesting because I was like, well, I, you know, I, I can, I, I believe in, you know, I believe in the resurrection, man. Like, yeah. you know, like I believe yeah. in all, all, all sorts, but I think that that thing you're going after is really important so be on the lookout for those you guys i i I am so like thrilled can't tell you how excited i have to have brian (laughs) sumner on the podcast with me thanks i'm honored yeah to get get back from jujitsu grab the workers on our front of our house some food and then jump onto this with you 
and you know, unpack kind of a history of skating and then obviously our faith. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to, and I don't want to take a whole bunch of your time. I just wanted to kind of walk through some ideas I had as far as um, how this can go. But I mean, man, first and foremost, you have been an influence to me in my life. Um, I, I at least want to take a minute to talk with you about that. Um, my brother and my friends growing up as skateboarders in British Columbia, Canada, um, you know, we, we didn't have a skate park, but your, your skateboarding kind of showed us that we didn't need one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, uh, it was your skateboarding, you know, I, I've already mentioned sort of, but in, in your, I feel like in one step beyond, um, it was really getting me, you know, hyped to skate for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, those were, those for me were days of just like trying new things, you know, grinding sketchy sidewalks and rails and skating through. I, I don't know if you were much of a, a rebel, but I remember like kind of being like, I'm going to go skate through a mall and get some people to chase me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was in the police academy four that he did that. Mike Lee did it through a graveyard. And, you know, we're just skaters. You don't really get off the board, so you'll skate into a mall as far as you can. The floor is pretty much marble or at least perfect. You know, the noise when you wally sounds great. But a couple of grandmas or, or um, yeah. men in and uh, security's on your, on your tail, so to speak. So Yeah, there is something. Yeah. yeah, and there's just something about skateboarding for, for me. I mean, I'm more of an artist. I know different personalities have different tendencies, but... Just the just the the form of it for me was really important. So when I was watching you skate, Brian, I was like, mm. the form is. I mean, I'm not trying to like you know. I'm just saying your form was so influential to me. Is it because yeah. you were surfing? Like, is that like were you doing any of that, or you're just sort of like that's just how you'd, you? You know, know what? It probably was. If, if people think I had a good style, you know what's funny is I grew up watching Bruce Lee. And the way Bruce would hold his hands and the way he would roll his sleeves up. Really? And so suddenly, you know, I'm always wearing button-down tops with rolled-up sleeves. Yeah, yeah. But I've noticed even though my hands would sit, both my sons, well, my oldest for sure, when he skates, his fingers do the same thing mine do. But again, I did, I feel like I did pretty simple, specific tricks that I was consistently just doing them daily. So you do anything that long, you get more fluid at it, more natural at it, you know, backside flips, salad grinds, I mean, uh, bloods. And also, I look up to the guys like Jeff Rowley and Heath Kirchart, so seeing what they did, their influence, um, and that played into those parts of the audio video, One Step Beyond, and some of the Birdhouse stuff, the Tony Hawk tours. I got here from England, and you know, with Jeff Black hair and being 165 pounds, I got to just be at the right place at the right time where that all worked out. And people mm. like yourself, you know, I seen those videos. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a pro skater. Yeah. But then kids like yourself seen that, and I might have been one of the first few pros the kids in that generation noticed. Some of those kids that got one step beyond first, they don't know that you know this. This is just it was fairly mm. old new to me too, coming from England. So as it was taking off and put some people, it was never really registering. You know, like okay, this is happening. This is crazy. Yeah, your love, your your love for skateboarding, though. I'm just wondering, Brian. Um, yeah, was it was it um, is it is it the there's something that happens in the brain for sure. Yeah, uh, it, you know, there's this memory um, sort of uh, you remember. It's a memory you remember, a muscle yeah. memory type thing. But there's also this piece that I find 
incredibly unique and uh, appealing to skateboarding is there, there's there's that memory muscle memory thing like in every sport but the difference is is it's almost like it's almost like it's different every time I it's mean very cerebral I mean I'll tell you that and this is just you know we'll just talk about this I mean I grew up playing football soccer and I never really cared about it I would just kick the ball or I was <laughs> yeah. a defender or I scored a couple goals or I had you know trophies even maybe when I was a kid in the backyard you know in a closet somewhere but um, I just never cared. And when I got a skateboard, it just felt like I wanted to do this. Seeing mm-hmm. someone Ollie, and then you fall in love with it. I remember having an interview in a magazine, and they said, you know, how did you know skating was the thing? And I said, well, if I was on a bridge and my girlfriend on a skateboard, she'd be swimming. You know, and I just was saying it because obviously we want to defend skating and we love it. But it really is something that you don't need a team to do it. You can go do it by yourself. You're going to fight with your parents. You can go skate. You're going to hang out with your friends on the weekend. You can go skate. You're stressed looking at your books and you want to get out and do something. You can yeah. go skate. Mm-hmm. And it's you. And, and you're the one letting it all eat. You're the one waxing the cab. Yeah, yeah, and ideally, yeah. that's yeah. the religion of self. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, and you're growing and you're creating and you're crafting. And, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about this, but you look at Genesis. Mm-hmm. God chose to reveal himself from the start as an artist. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it didn't say God's going to save. It didn't say God's all-powerful. We see that. In the beginning, God created. So we're made in his image to create. So if you're grinding a curve or you're doing a kickflip, yeah. yeah, those chicks exist, but you're creating it in you. So it's very cerebral. It yeah, is. And I tell you, yeah. it helps you grow, helps you mature, helps you focus. And yeah. So. Wow, what a connection from Genesis, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll preach. <laughs> well, the artists out there, I mean, think yeah. about it. When you go witness to someone, they're an artist, and they don't want to talk about God. I mean, he gave us the ability. I love, I, yeah, I love artists. I, I know that you, I'm sure you do, too. I'm sure, I mean, you have a ton of friends who are artists, right? Yeah. I, I went to art school. I went I, to art school for two years, yeah. So, like, Again, yeah. maybe we could even enter into this idea, just talking about this idea of art. So, there's this idea of, within an artist and obviously there's you're athletic like you have athletical abilities but i think there's this piece in skateboarding that is different um yeah. but within the artist there's this idea that you're free um you're free from yeah like artists in my experience every artist that i meet they don't like to be tied down to like uh, you have to be here at this time or you know they don't like to be tied down to the, to the yeah. clock or um, I feel like with skateboarding, there's just a lot of freedom to be creative. There's freedom. Um, yeah. There's freedom from normal day, day-to-day responsibilities. Free. There's a lot of freedom to be yourself, to ex- express yourself and how you want with, you know, any artist. I feel like that's true. Um, but uh, did you, I'm just wondering how much freedom you experienced, especially as you, you know, became yeah. a, 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 a real figure of, of somebody who is, you know, a professional skateboarder. Well, you know, think, so I go on vacation to New Jersey, never been to America before. I just watched Peace Academy 4 and seen skating in it, you know, David Spade, all these guys. Mm-hmm. And this is all in America. And the smooth floors and like neon colors, it's very, you know, 80s, 90s. So I get to New Jersey, it's my 13th birthday. And what do I get? A real skateboard? Yes, I had them before, but that was my first real serious skateboard. And so I go back to England and I start skating, and this is like, this is it. 
we get to create, we get to do, but what happens is 13, 14, 15, I'm going to school from eight to like three. Yeah. As soon as I'm done, I'm home, I'm changed, I'm to the train station on my skateboard, <laughs> I'm at the train 11 minutes in the city center, and I am yeah. skating till 9, 30, 10 <laughs> at night. My dad picks me up, and I'm saying, yeah. aside from school, it's my schedule. On the weekends, you're taking a train an hour to a contest, you're doing this for two or three years, you get sponsored by Tony Hawk and all these companies, <laughs> and now you're making money and you're touring, but here's the thing that for me, I wasn't a citizen, I didn't want to get hurt, I was mm. skating five, six, seven hours a day, I had pretty much you know, serious OCD, so I'm gonna train like a tennis player trains or a golfer, so you're free, yeah. and, but you're disciplined. But you're still restricted, like, uh-huh. But you're still, but you have this freedom where I mean, you don't really have to clock in aside from what you, when you want to because, yeah, we all want to go to the contest. Yeah, we all want to go film this weekend. So you have responsibility mm-hmm. with something you love. But it's did, did like, you feel that change, though, as soon as you started making money, really? You started to you feel that You kind of do. I mean, yeah. some guys have a hard time with it because now it's almost like, not like you're a slave to the brand. Because you got to think, I'm coming over here. I grew up looking up to Jeff Rowley. Mm-hmm. He's getting me sponsored. Now I'm getting sponsored by Birdhouse with Andrew Reynolds, Jeremy Klein, they all want me on there. So I'm riding with these guys I look up to. Oh, you and me are up right now, it's 1.43 for me. Oh, we're gonna go and skate for three hours and then go get smoothies and go sit at the jacuzzi and skate at midnight tonight. So it's training and getting better, but it's natural. Mm-hmm. But there's a video coming up in six months and you've got an interview you're shooting. Yeah. So you are, but it's what you wanna do. And that led to a lot of people, you know, drinking a bit or getting stoned a bit or right. just like they would party till it was time to get tricks but for me it was like I didn't know I was going to be a citizen I didn't know if I was going to get married what if I broke my leg I right. never skate again so I had to have a discipline that was different than maybe the Americans mm-hmm. but as far as what was your life oh I skate yeah but it's yeah. like I have this job or I have this responsibility or I have a family yet even so mm. but a lot of freedom which could be very dangerous. I mean, skating itself, like money, is neutral. Mm. But what you ain't, a lot of guys turn pro and think they're the man and then they just blow it. Or their egos change or things happen. And mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and some people, um, I, I was really influenced by Jason Dill, um, mm-hmm. his skating a lot too. But if, yeah. you, if you just watch him and his parts, uh, you just feel like yeah. he, it's yeah. like he just woke up and decided to make those parts happen. Like you can tell he didn't. I I mean I really like that. Yeah, they like Mark Gonzalez. You know, you know Mark Gonzalez was spontaneous. Oh he's yeah. One of the most artistic oh, yeah. ever. And yeah. in a way, whether Dill means to or not, and I've known you know Jeremy Ray and such for a long time. I can't Dill's believe that. Them. Yeah. And then Dill's just his skating for a lean, skinny guy, <laughs> powerful, but it's very creative. And it is like, oh, I just threw these shoes on. Oh, I just did that. It's like that. It's creative and tasteful. I when I watch him skate, I can almost like taste it in my mouth. So good, like it's really fun. And you're you're the same way. Some some people I watch, I just there's not a lot of taste there as much. But I mean, that's it can become robotic mm. where you can see someone who is amazing and they do it perfect every time and it isn't as fun. Yeah, it's just some of the like even the guys today, you know, like like you have this kid Andy Anderson who rides a Powell. Helmet yeah. on, you know, full on rails, and you're like, why is he wearing a helmet? <laughs> Long hair, a normally pretty thick gear on, rips, yeah. kills it with the craziest tricks. But I watch him and go, man, I want to watch him because yeah. it's creative. Yeah. So that kid, you know, Cookie Dough, the kid who rides, who rode for Element for a while. 
even Alex yeah. Olsen. I mean, Guy mm -hmm. Mariano just looked different. These people look different. And then some guys, mm -hmm. skaters, it's just very repetitive. Or it's forced style and it just looks silly. Like they're all trying to look like Dylan Rita or they're trying to look like they don't care. And it's just... Mm -hmm. When you fake any, they're, they're trying to look like they're trying to look like you can just take and kind of just tell, yeah. Which you know, we're I don't care who anyone is. Everyone's a sheep. You can go back to when this artist influenced this artist and this artist and whatever, and that's in music, that's in art, that's in skating. I mean, mm -hmm. you can look to how Jason Lee influenced Heath Kirchart and Heath Kirchart influenced many. Oh yeah. I mean, Dylan Reader was influenced by Heath Kirchart. You oh, know what I mean? Like you see for Dylan, sure. and then you see everyone influenced by Dylan. Yeah. he passed away but you see all that yeah. so yeah you can yeah. totally see all that as you just said those names I was just like yep and it almost got really? better as you went up like, of course yeah. the backside flip 360 flip I mean look at Andrew Reynolds Andrew loved Tom Penny frontside flips oh, man. 60s you know frontside all these tricks but that's not wrong I mean I looked up to Jamie Thomas and the tricks he did Yeah, I did switch 185 O's because I seen Tom because Penny you saw gold mm -hmm. I seen he can chart doing Sally Grimes I mean, yeah. <laughs> backstage flips, I remember seeing Jeff do them on the floor, I and mean, then certain people do, and I was like, I like that. <laughs> nothing so is truly just, original, I suppose. <laughs> nothing is, because God created it all anyway, and I guess we'd have to say if there's a skateboarding God, yeah. we have to deal with Rodney Mullen or Mark Gonzalez. So we oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and skating now is just, I'm, I'm glad I was pro then, because... People, you know, say hard work trumps talent. I mean, you know, Conor McGregor's famous for saying that. But mm -hmm. I couldn't just go skate a ledge the way Shane O'Neill can. Like, oh, I, I can go and work hard and have a video for it, but I'm not going to nolly flip up a grind, nolly flip <laughs> flip out. Probably ever. <laughs> but not everyone wants to see me do that. <laughs> not everyone, you know what I mean? So, I never nolly very good. I can nolly Smith, nolly lip slide, but I, can, I never nolly nose to the handrail in my whole life. <laughs> Well, like your opening line in Birdhouse, the end, I think, was a nollie flip five zero. One of them. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, was it fakey? Okay. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I you know, I, I had a tray flip in there a couple times. I never really did tray flips down stuff. I had a funky tray flip. It, 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 it didn't matter though. It's like that's the thing. It, it that's what it was. Oh I, no! I mean, you 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 do what you do, and that's the point. And we talked about this earlier with our faith. Mm -hmm. You've got to believe God made you the way you are. I mean, look. Go outside, everyone listening today, and look at most cars. Most cars today are black, white, gray. We're all a Lego movie. We're all influenced. Even skaters, we're all jocks. We're all influenced. You know, we're like, mm. we don't care about anything, but we completely care. Yeah. We completely have a dress code or religion. It's no difference than jocks. Mm. It's just we think we're so different. Yeah. yeah. Skating is no one. It's the crackhead at Venice Beach that doesn't even know you're there, slashing a curb on a 70s board. Mm -hmm. And it's the kid who's the most prideful kid at the skate park. That's what skating is. Mm, that's so, yeah. That's really good insight. Just to look at it like that, like that's I'm saying that from a creative point. Mm -hmm. When Nigel came out wearing like spandex pants, and people were like hating on him, and I was like, you know what? I love seeing him thrive because he might be the gnarliest skateboarder <laughs> I've ever seen. Like I skate, you know, twenty stair handrails, <laughs> yeah. no problem, it, and slams and goes back. And he goes back. Triple king handrails, not molly kick flip out. Yeah. <laughs> so people act all punk and crazy and hash and like I'll just go I'm crazy look at me rolling in the pool but like go do what Nigel's doing that is scary I'm honestly I loving mean, watching also your son skateboard by the way oh yeah I mean yeah. I just 
he is just really I mean if he comes on my Instagram screen I just have to watch and see if he's going to make a front side flip or something he's mellow with it he loves it but he's he yeah. doesn't realize how natural he is, and I tell him, uh, no. people don't look like this on a mini round. Like he, he, he skated for a day on our mini round, and he was already better than me, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> All the leading the tails, boluses, Texas plants, like so easy, and I'm like, this is not normal. Like very talented, cruising around. So I just love watching him kickflip. I mean, he's just kickflipping everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is off of. It just and it looks kind of late too. I mean, it's yeah, like he. It, it it it's really nice though. It's like really stylish. He told me today, you know, it's two, and he goes, "Hey, you know, later on, I want to go to this rail by the house. He cut the kink off. And he wants to go look at this rail. That's actually at the Huntington High School, the famous one. Oh my, yeah. You know, where Ed Templeton always skated and everyone. So we go there a lot. Our church used to meet there. And he, so he wants to go there today, so we'll see. You might get an Instagram clip tonight. Yes. Something on a handrail. Go so, Yeah, but to your point, <laughs> skating definitely has a freedom where you can live yeah. kind of however you want. Yeah. I felt like I was humble enough because I knew, like, this could all be gone. We mm-hmm. don't know what skating's going to do, but... Yeah, I'm, kinda, yeah, I'm wondering you know. if you came to a place where you started to see some of the uh, the uh, vanity or maybe where you came to a place where it was like, um, you know, is is this all there is, um, yeah. you know, or, you know, what at what point in your in your career, you know, did was there was there a place where you where you felt uh, a little just dissatisfied maybe with with what was going on well i'm not really like that hard to please i mean for one if i'm honest part of the reason why i even wanted to get into skating was because at the time all my friends you know were 12 13 their brothers are starting to like do acid lsd some of them they're doing like heroin and crazy up in liverpool everyone's going to raves and just stinking like cigarettes and whatever and I was just this young kid who was influenced by Bruce Lee going, I, I don't want to do any of this. Like, what do I do? And then skating comes on the scene. So just the dream of coming to America, New Jersey was enough. But then to make it to California, you know, you go out and it's like, you can feel the heat off the tarmac, you can go down to the beach. So I was just content already. I'm mm-hmm. just like, man, I get to be here. It's more like, how am I going to stay here? My friends in school in Liverpool would call me, you know, an American, oh, you're going to, you know, they make fun of me. Like, I was friends with them, it's funny. But I'm saying that to say, Mm -hmm. I didn't need a lot, but three or four video parts in, you're making, you know, 10, 15, something thousand dollars a month, things (laughs) going good, but yeah, what's next? I mean, how long does your career continue? So I know you were were talking about the vanity and the danger of it. I definitely seen some people where it was like their way or the highway, like the way they go into skate companies and talk to people or treat people, the way they were so obsessive about, you know, you could probably look at the five, ten people that were kind of top of the food chain and they were so obsessed with like when their video comes out and, and what trick they get and you know, who did this trick and it's top. Just think about it. A new rail comes up in town, I'm a photographer. If I take you and shoot the sequence and I go skate with that guy the next day and that guy the next day, we all kind of know what we're doing right. on the rails. Mm-hmm. So it almost became like kind of territorial. Yeah. Because like when he Kirchhoff filmed, he went out with just the film and photographer and they couldn't tell anyone what he did. Oh, yeah. Because if I wanted to, I could go, well, I'm going to go try and do something. I'm going to do something better than he. But that's how it got very competitive. Mm. But as far as spiritually, mm. I was just content being in America. Really the change for me was when at 19 I got married. Then we had a son. Yeah. Then within two or three years of fighting like crazy and then getting divorced. 
And that was when I was like, whoa, I love skating and I love what it's done. It's made great money and I'm in the magazines and I'm American Dream. Hmm. But now I'm divorced and I'm fighting with this woman. I'm like, really? Feeling the tension of priority almost. Priority? Just... And then the, so in a, in a way, I never got known enough and famous enough and I wasn't good enough to feel like I was top of the food chain. And even then, I just think, man, that Bruce Lee influence and just not wanting to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm very confrontational because I've seen people attack people or bully people or be crazy. That passive aggressiveness came out of me. Yeah. But I kind of always stayed away from it until it was too late. Mm. And I'm saying that, so I always played the humble card till it was like, okay, everyone's fighting now or everyone's drunk now or everyone's going to smash something right yeah. now or everyone's going to swear. Mm-hmm. But to your point even, um, that was when I was divorced and I was almost getting depressed because mm-hmm. I wanted life to be perfect. I'm thinking, okay, she's going to go be with someone else. I'm going to go be with someone else. But mm. how am I going to see my son? Am I going right. to be seeing hair at a baseball game with some of the guy and me with some of the chick? And, right. and I wasn't a believer. Mm. So I asked all those questions about, you know, 22, 23, which is crazy, about 10 yeah. years into my skate career. Mm. And I just remember feeling like I'm over this, I'm done. I'm going to just prove there's a God. I don't know why. I wasn't a believer. Yeah. I can prove there's no God. And life doesn't matter. I had a good run. See you later. Mm-hmm. And that was when, you know, obviously I came to faith. Yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis says it. C.S. Lewis, I don't know if you uh, read him, yeah. but he um, actually, with some of your stuff you're working on with Supernatural, might be helpful yeah. as a, a screw tape letter. Screw tape letter. But, yeah. but um, he has a similar story as, as you do um, in that he went to disprove and disprove and then ended yeah. up um <laughs> because but, it's true so mm-hmm. he's saying i mean most people that don't believe the bible don't even know what it says or they hear some guy on ancient aliens who doesn't have a phd mm-hmm. who doesn't even have a phd in most of the science they claim they do and you're getting deceived by well-spoken atheists or people with science theory not science facts mm-hmm. and like c.s lewis like in Lee Strobel, the case for Christ, I went to the Bible to disprove it. Mm-hmm. And what are they saying? There's almost 30,000 documents proving the historic accuracy of the Bible. And we don't have that many for Plato, is it, or Socrates? Yeah, or right. Mm-hmm. And then you're just looking at it from a practical point of view. There's more geographical, historical evidence yeah. for biblical events. The only thing that's not there is a supernatural encounter with God, mm-hmm. which is supernatural that only comes through coming to faith, through mm. power of the gospel. Yeah. So I haven't had all those experiences mm. yet. I mean, ultimately, so I mean, ultimately yeah. though, Brian, you'd say, I mean, God did a work, man, in your heart, mm-hmm. and he's done that. Yeah. And and honestly, when when I first heard, when I first heard that you came to know Jesus, I might have been, so you were 23? 24, 23, 24. 24, though, yeah. I got baptized when I was 24. Yeah, and I remember I remember that happening. And I, and something happened in my brain was like, oh, the Brian that I once knew, or at least watched or was inspired by, everything is going to change <laughs> for this guy. You mean the old is going to pass away, old is going to No longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. That's the need more of him. Yeah, I just, I, I just knew, I just knew some things were going to change for you because uh, it happens with bands too. Um, if with you think, bands, yeah, with bands. When they come to faith. Yeah. yeah, it's like they, they uh, all of a sudden, um, just different things happen that are just kind of like unnecessary almost. Uh, they'll yeah, be put yeah, into yeah. a category or 
Um, oh yeah, you know. and you know, for me it happened drastically because, I mean, we, you know, I know we're going to talk about even some of the freedom we have in Christ, but think mm. about it. I'm becoming an American citizen, I'm a professional skateboarder, I was a husband who's divorced, I have a son, so I'm basically a husband and a dad, I come to faith, what does God want me to do? <laughs> You want me to become even more famous and have even more sponsors and go take out, you know, whoever was the Niger of the day and win the street league and be like, God's good. Or did he want me to get to know him and restore my marriage, which he did for our listeners? Yeah. I've been married. I'll be, you know, married 21 years coming up this fall. Oh, man. Congratulations. And my son just got married yeah. <laughs> on Saturday in Hawaii today. And I have two more kids, you know, we're in that room right now with our new kitten. So... And so does God want me to be like Brian, the super skater, or for those who don't know, does he want me to say, walk with the Lord, get to know him, do Bible school, open up the word, start to know how to understand it? Does he mm. want me to have a godly marriage? And does he want me to begin to represent him on the earth? And that was it. So again, I have freedom in Christ, but I've been purchased by his blood, and now mm. I'm a servant of Christ, yeah. and which is really... C.S. Lewis talks about it all day. I mean, back into living our call. Mm. C.S. Lewis or John Piper, all those guys, well, that, that's, that's yeah. Piper's driving force, you know? Yeah. He's most glorified in us, but we're most satisfied in him. So Brian, mm. the skater, did I, you know, I had Jamie Thomas on the podcast recently, and he made that point. He'd finish his video part, and it would be like the worst thing ever. Like, man, I was mentally, physically exhausted. I really wasn't content. And it's like, yeah, because those things are great achievements. And it wasn't wrong, all this stuff Jamie Thomas did or I did or someone did. Hmm. Colossians 1, 15 to 17 says all things are made by him and for him and through him. Yeah. So I'm only really satisfied in him. These headphones only really matter when they're plugged in. This phone only really matters when it's being used. Hmm. I mean, this cup only has its purpose when it's being drunk from. Yeah. Likewise, hmm. Brian only really feels content sitting in the presence of God as hmm. he lives out his call. Amen. So... Yeah. I have freedom, but now I'm living in yeah. Ephesians 2.10. I'm in workmanship. Amen, I'm dude. <laughs> Bringing yeah. the gospel to it, the podcast. Well, about, that's that's what this whole it. thing is about, man. Did yeah. you, uh, I'm wondering though, did you feel, uh, was there a felt cost to your following of Jesus? Yeah, because it's definitely, I mean, I'm a skater at the time. I stayed in the skate industry for two or three years. I mean, I remember going and witnessing, you know, Jake Phelps, Card DL, I mean, Clint Peterson, I mean, Andrew Reynolds, Jim Greco, all my friends, they all had to go. I went and sat with them all, talked to them as best I could. And so I feel like I was there and numb, hmm. but I just didn't care about the sponsors and things. I felt like God immediately was like, I was getting calls from all, you know, at the time, Stephen Baldwin, the actor, was huge in skate and culture mm -hmm. as far as like, Christian skate culture. So I was getting, hey, this guy's a pro skater. He came to faith. You got to hear his story. So I'm like, you know, I sound together and I can speak and say everything now on a podcast. I've done this for the last however many years, decade plus. Yeah. But now I'm getting flown to like this Minnesota to go share the gospel where there's 10,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Lifelight and spoke to 100,000 people. Like, yeah. you know, Francis Chan spoke the year before. I spoke, so I'm saying, yeah, that's I crazy. just began to do that. I began to read books. I began to just, I, and here's the thing. I was in love with God. I mean, mm -hmm. I wanted to hear his word. I wanted to know about Nephilim and speaking in tongues and covenants. And yeah. I had all these questions. So my house is filled with books. I listened to sermons. I went and attended churches. Um, and what you're putting in you is going to come out of you. Yeah. And so yeah. 
And as far as the skating, I yeah. felt like God laid on my heart. I felt like God said, literally, because I remember being in our old church. We could have told you because of the drilling. I remember being at this one here. I remember being in our old church and I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to do with skating? And I felt like God said, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. Yeah. But the verse doesn't say shoes. It says sandals. Mm. And as I said to God, but it says sandals. It was like God said, no, this is about your skating. And the impression I got was every five years, you're going to check in on what I'm doing. Oh, wow, Brian's remarried. Oh, I see his son on Instagram. I mean, I'm talking mm. to Jeff Rowley today still sending him photos about my marriage. I'm mm. connecting with people online, you know, that I haven't seen in years. Cool. And they're saying, Brian's a pastor now. Brian's a speaker now. Brian, God's done a work, apparently. Because, you know, many skaters came to faith, and they just mm. kind of like it was a phase. Yeah. And then they kind of went crazy, or they were part of a cult, and it just wasn't a good witness. Mm. Yeah. So the pressure I felt was like, Lord, I'm your workmanship. Mm. And when I came to faith in this room, I'll give you my life. Hmm. which I know, you know, he does it all anyway, but that's how we speak. Lord, hmm. I'm laying down my life. I'll get baptized and take my skateboard, do whatever you want with it. Hmm. And I'll remarry this woman. And God showed up faithfully yeah. in the way he explains in Nicodemus and John 3. And so here I am in the same yeah. house. <laughs> and God you know, is just I'm, like, he's just led you through all of this. And, and it's yeah. really, really humbling, Brian, to see um, your uh, posture towards attention because some people uh, depending um you know like even the apostle paul would say some some preach christ for the wrong reasons but i rejoice anyways because christ is being proclaimed um but clearly (laughs) this is what i love about skateboarders too i don't know skateboarders are just i just believe them Mostly, yeah. I mostly do when I see them trying something for two hours, and I just they actually believe in what they're doing. Well, we're um, all kind of professional athletes. I mean, mm-hmm. I tell parents if little Johnny goes to the skate park and learns to skate, he has to set his board up, he has to put the right shoes on, he has to watch out for park etiquette, he has to go there, be willing to try stuff, and when he falls, he learns. You take that yeah. kind of a person and put them in front of a computer or long distance running or Bible <laughs> school, and we just know how to. All it is, yeah. and I've said this a lot, you know, we say kung fu, but the original word is kung fu. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you go into the forest and the two, you know, samurai masters are sitting there and they catch the flies with the chopsticks. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go fight that guy and he can catch a fly with the chopsticks, I don't want to know what he can do with the sword. So the idea is. His kung fu expression is that focused. Hmm. So for skaters, whether it's an hour a day, six hours, 20 years, you've gotten so focused at it, that focus comes out when you do things. So whether it's painting a wall, yep. going a fridge. Mm-hmm. And so, so when yeah. you're, yeah, I, yeah, when you're, when you're speaking, when you're um, preaching the gospel, <laughs> I just thank you, man. I thank you for your faithfulness yeah. to the ministry. Yeah. Um, and it's all God, because I'm nervous. I'm up there like. Okay, Lord, I guess I'm, I'm speaking for you today. I know you call us to be, you know, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, but, but I, I challenge a lot of people. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. He comforts mm-hmm. us. If you're feeling uncomfortable, he's going to meet you there. Mm. So, so Brian doesn't, yeah, Brian doesn't, he doesn't only have beautiful feet when he's doing, you know, backside tail slides and, yeah, um, back back space, but he, back he has well. he has beautiful feet when he's sharing the gospel. <laughs> my feet doesn't. My wife doesn't like <laughs> me or 
And I don't think they're that bad, but they're kind of hobbits at this, at this stage. <laughs> Plus, I do jujitsu all the time, so now they're all calloused and bent and like. Yeah, should uh, should I should I start doing jujitsu? Uh, you yes. know, you're you're starting to get me interested. And in, I was gonna know. tell you, listen, I told a pastor today who was messaging me, and Baptist pastor, skater, buff guy, adrenal problems. I said, start doing jujitsu. You go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I was with 20, 30 guys today. You run around for 10 minutes, you do techniques for 20, 30, and you roll 5, 10, 15. For skaters, it's like exactly the same. It's very cerebral, it's very free. Yeah. guidelines, and I'm telling you, evangelistically, it's right there. You're, mm. you're sweating with people. They're open to you. Marriage problems and their life, atheism, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. pastor in a gym for a sense, you know? They're just down. So, well, yeah. you got me interested in jiu-jitsu for sure. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to wrap this up a little bit. Thank you, man, yeah. for being here with yeah. us. Um, but I don't know if skateboarding's changed a lot for you since having a family, um, but the gospel has definitely changed the way I do family, and it's changed the way I look at skateboarding, too. The other day, um, I don't know if you've heard of Lynch Park here in Boston. It's this, this skate park downtown Boston. Yeah, but I take my family down there sometimes, and Levi's just learning how to cruise around. Yeah. And my love for him is like I just I want to care for him I want to I want to yeah. teach him the word and things like that and then I'm taking my wife down there is interesting too because you don't really know like what what's going to happen down at the skate park you know yeah, yeah. but she's always so down the other day we went down to Lynch and um, she started picking up trash like around the skate wow. park because you know skaters are just throwing stuff everywhere yeah yeah and like loving them like loving them in that way and just down to sit down yeah. and talk with skateboarders but the whole the whole dynamic of your family and skateboarding has probably changed a lot. Completely, in your yeah. Life. But do you, mean, do you do you just like you just hang out? I, mean, I know Jude like is ripping. Yeah. But, I know. mean, I've got like a coffin shaped board. I'll go. I'll skate. I mean, Jeff Rowley again. I mean, I was text the other day that like, you should film a part. And so I'll tell you, I, I played skate with Jude in the skate park. Probably. Yeah. Four months ago, and I didn't miss a trick, which is crazy. <laughs> From boarded the rail and did, I think, for the feeble grind. And I'll skate, I'll skate with them. But the difference is, I'm very focused. So I don't want to go jump down at six there when I used to skate at 16, because I'm not really going to care. Yeah. I don't want to get hurt right. for no reason. Like, right. I'm not getting as much <laughs> satisfaction, if anything. I mean, I say this years ago, if I had gone back in time, I love skating, but I probably would have been an MMA fighter. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, I did Shotokan growing up, I loved martial arts. If I knew UFC and everything, and I, I'm friends with Dana White, if I knew that was going to be as big as it was back then, I probably would have started wrestling, grappling, boxing, everything. Huh. And that's it. So I just, I love jujitsu. Like, uh, yeah. believe me, it's getting its fourth wind across America. So, you know, when we go skate today, I'll skate around. But yeah. I, I, I would like to. Um, I mean, I lost 26 pounds in four weeks just just because my son's wedding. Wow! Despite not drinking soda and chai's and the junk out, yeah. less del taco. I mean, my frame is like as lean as I've been. You know, like even my yeah. arms. You got big arms, arms, man. Yeah. Just from grappling, you know. I mean, I'm not saying I pick anything up, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm lean. So yeah. my skating's there. Yeah. I used to probably skate at 160, 180, and I'm two. I'm going to be 220 for sure now. Wow. You know, my ear, ears are starting to get. Yeah. You know, cauliflower and little bit of stuff. But, yeah. but my goal is just, Lord, you know, I want to finish this evangelism book. Yeah, yeah. You look great. The supernatural. And just, and just yeah. you know, I'm coming out to, 
Washington in three weeks to preach for three days to a, to a campus. Yeah. And I'm invited to Miami's big, I think Idaho. Yeah. yeah. I literally, my life is I get invited to speak places, I put the podcast out, I yeah. do things like this, I counsel right. a lot of people, I preach at our church. Yeah. And so I like to skate, like to surf. I mean, yeah. jiu-jitsu is kind of, I get the new folk. That's, that's your new thing, yeah. That's, I've been doing it for like four years, so. That's so great. Keep yeah, doing it, man. Dude, just keep yeah. doing it. I'm so encouraged by you to be with us. Um, and man, just, yeah, thanks again for hanging out, um, talking through your story and a little bit of um, your influence mm-hmm. to me as a kid. And um, and uh, guys, I think I think if you're listening to this, I, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there is no reason. I mean, if you're wondering about Jesus or the gospel, like that's really what this whole thing is about. We... Uh, we desire for you to come to know him because it's only in him that we find life and light and um, satisfaction. And Brian has been a real, um, just a, a person that has shown that to me. Um, even though I don't, you know, this is the first time I've talked with you. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know. Well, that's uh, what we do. We track each other online. We see what people are doing. And it caused on this work where I was someone that mattered to you in the state realm. When I meet guys like you, go, man, I can't believe the Lord used that video part. Mm. And then I heard a sermon. I'm like, of course God did that. Mm-hmm. And Paul, Apostle Paul went back into wherever he went, you know, the road to Damascus and on. And there was people who knew who he was and said, wait, this is this is yeah. that guy. This is that guy. A hold of him. Yeah. And that's that's me. That's you. That's mm-hmm. everyone. So yeah. Hebrews 11 says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So yeah. Well, praise you know, God, God, dude. Using my story to yeah. encourage you and encourage others. So now, if they, so if they want to like check out foolishness, that's just a they have a little pod. It's just a podcast on iTunes. Yeah, yeah just iTunes go, and Spotify. You know, go to which yeah. is being relaunched right now. Foolishness mm-hmm. podcast with Brian Sumner. This YouTube yeah. channel, and that has a lot of sermons. I preach at churches. It has a lot of interviews. Cool. And then, and that's it. And again, I yeah. just. You know, I thought by now I'd have planted some businesses or I'd have, like gone no, into I'm... real estate or something. And our church said, Brian, you're an evangelist. Nah, you, you are, man. Raise support. And so that's been, yeah. you know, First Corinthians, what is it, nine fourteen? God commands those who do the work of the ministry right. to survive mm-hmm. that way, make their living through it. So, And you're working on ready. those. I've been working on writing, too. And writing's a lot of work, Brian. So It is. I have, like, it's... seriously, so many books and folders I have to go take. Get it all, highlight it all, <laughs> and push out because I can't want I can't want it to be perfect. I'll never get it done. Yeah. I gotta just get the evangelism done in the next two months, three months. I'm gonna probably self-publish it because I want to be able to write it how I want. Yeah, yeah. And then I might pitch the supernatural one to like a publisher or something just to get yeah. it out there more. Yeah. But I'm not sweating yet. I put yeah. it off through Amazon. That's the biggest distributor <laughs> in the world. So, Love that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, listeners, uh, this is Brian Sumner, and he's uh, uh, he's been really influential to me. So, uh, hey, man, thank thank you so much, dude. Thank you for taking the time to to sit and talk with me. And I wish I could say, you know, let's go um, let's go skateboard, but yeah, I know I know that you live. You're the other side of the country, <laughs> guys. For those listening, you know, maybe you're saying, oh, this guy's in church now, or God this or God that. You know, we're in the middle of a massive COVID crisis, right. believe it's real or not, master or not, political or not, people looking for hope, and God claims you're made in his image, God mm-hmm. claims we've all sinned, and whether you like that or not, we've all told lies, we've all lusted, we've all hated, and mm-hmm. God told us he loved us so much that 
we're going to die because of our sin, but he's made a way for us to be forgiven mm. and escape judgment Amen. and escape the wrath of God's separation. And you might say, well, why would a good God do this? Well, because he made us with this choice and we chose ourselves. We live for ourselves. We're mm. selfish. Yeah. We will hook up with people before the time or we'll steal something or we'll live for ourselves. Well, God mm. knew all this and what he did was he sent Jesus to die in our place on the cross, mm. shed his perfect blood, so we can be freely forgiven. And mm. as our Father who created us, He loves mm. us, He pursues us, and even through the Escape Podcast, He will use my voice yeah. to speak His word, because all have sinned and fallen short of His glory. Mm. And the payment for our sin is death. But God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, Jesus, mm. who alone could atone. You can't new age your way to heaven. You can't you know, crystal your way to heaven. You can't practice some mysticism or other religion. Mm. Have you received Christ? Have you been forgiven? Or are you still dead in sin? Yeah. The Bible calls us to repent and yeah. choose ourselves this day who we're going to serve. So mm. we love skating, we love jiu-jitsu, yeah. we love art, but God loves you most important. Yeah. Get to know Him. Hit us up online. There's a gospel in two minutes for you guys. That's it. Because <laughs> I don't want to see people standing on the other side of judgment when we get there. Yeah. And I don't want them to go down on our watch. So. Mm. We're already guilty, read John 3.18, we're already condemned, mm. but Jesus came on a rescue mission, so get to know, and, and thanks for having me out, all oh, yeah. you and your wife, all you're doing, I, yeah. I pray God blesses it, and uh, gets podcasts out there, and people come to faith. Mm. So, cool, amen. well dude, thank you Brian. Of course. See you, bye.